0: To be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it for he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song. Away, a song, away, a song hey,
1: everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things. Music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis.
2: Hell yeah, you are.
3: And I'm mm-hmm. Gary Lucy. Hell yes to the G. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. That was that's pretty smooth. smooth as silk. not that's bad. Best,
2: that's the best we've ever done that. Best ever. 48 Wait, episodes in. <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> Happy June, everybody.
1: Yeah, <laughs> June's on? here. June gloom. I got June gloom, Gary. Oh, that summer,
2: it's right around the corner. You seem like you might be a little bit sniffly. Are you... Uh... I am
1: very sniffly. Uh, my kids had dry cough, and now they're better and hey old man's got it
2: now do you think it's a cold like because I'm always worried that like oh, i'm feeling kind of coldish but uh, but then I think, oh what about it maybe it's allergies. i think
1: it's a combination allergy i think it's both actually got all mixed up in my in my schnizzle well
2: <laughs> here's my other dilemma is um i take this 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 uh, other medication for and uh for uh l dopa <laughs> it's kind of an l dopa it's gonna you know, kind of keep me keep keep me on the on the on the on the level mentally but then uh 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 i'll i'll take a claritin okay for allergies and and they interact and it uh leaves me in a state of uh priapism constant boner huh <laughs>
3: for claritin is that interesting yeah that's true yeah so you're making like bathhouse Viagra, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or bathhouse bath, bathtub, I guess. Exactly. Bathhouse Viagra is to like right totally a totally different thing.
1: <laughs> listen to me right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Breaking Bad on on you. You want, you want to cook yo? <laughs> <laughs> I say you. The three of us, we get a, we get a Winnebago, get a Winnebago,
3: <laughs> out to the desert.
1: <laughs> head out, and we we'll just head up to Chatsworth. To okay. The further we'll go, and we'll cook some of this uh, street, uh, street, street legal, Viagra.
3: street Viagra, Shake
2: and bake. So I, you know, hmm. I switched to DayQuil. But, uh, I find What's that?
3: That, Claredan, What's that that gives you a limp dick. <laughs> Claritin doesn't really work for me. Doesn't work does. yes. for me. Either. And they say it's not drowsy, but it is. It makes me drowsy and not well, feel better.
1: Being 48 years old makes me drowsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we I, know how to rock. I take, a, I take a baby aspirin. <laughs> I'm drowsy. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. out. Look, oh. uh, so, man. um, so man, we lost Donna Summer. Yeah, we lost Donna Summer.
2: What a shame! She was brilliant. She was a genius. She was like uh, Uh, you just you can't hear "Last Dance"
1: and without tapping your foot.
2: No, it's it's so great and just like um, uh, just a a visionary. You know, uh, Brian Eno, his own self. you know, we ran in, you know, they were uh, working on that album with uh, Bowie in Berlin. They mm-hmm. were like, I've heard the future of music. This is what it's going to be. And it was uh, Love to Love You, Baby. Like, Wow, yeah. You shouldn't even bother. This is uh, This is it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's done.
1: And uh, Springsteen wrote a song for her called uh, Protection. Oh, right. He actually covered me from his Born in the USA album. He he gave that to her and then, oh. he's, then he took it back and he goes, I got to take this back. I got. Let let don't me. you do my Sorry. impression. I got two impressions.
2: Indian givers.
1: I got I didn't even I didn't even plan on doing this impression tonight. <laughs> I'm just going to tell a story about uh, young Donna Summer who works mo- really hard for the money. No, but anyway, so he he took cover me back from her, and then uh, and then he wrote her song called Protection. And check it out on uh, on YouTube. It's a great great tune.
2: But she she did all kinds of she, she was, did. She had like a she was in rock and she was in like a you know Broadway sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you know, so like she's you know she made country. She Always loved just, her
1: hair too. I loved that,
2: that big. Donna Summer hair. Nice. She was knows. sexy. Heaven knows.
1: I know that's sad. It's so <laughs> it's so it's so weird too when you don't even know Someone's sick. Yeah, and then they're like when Barry Gibb died, we had known for a couple of weeks he was in a coma, he was in and out, and then and then he died. But Donna Summer was just like, boom. Oh, really?
2: Right. Was it Robin? Or is it Barry? Rob- it was
1: Robin. I'm sorry. Okay,
2: that's okay. Barry's Barry the, Gibb's
1: dead. Oh no. No, Barry's they're the all dropping like flies. <laughs> Barry's the only one alive.
2: But uh, the and 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 there was kind of some conspiracy afoot with. Donna Summer, right? She was saying like she may have got cancer from 9-11. Oh, really? I didn't hear yeah. that at all. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe maybe we could address that in that project you were talking no. about. No, I will check.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I'll go to the source. I'll check out TMZ.
2: <laughs> okay. That'll, that'll straight. The guy who founded TMZ died today what what um harvey th- no not not a harvey but who the, covered it the the, the uh, <laughs> telepictures uh executive whose uh, name is uh escaping me right now but
3: uh, oh well, never mind what, what, if it's not what, that <laughs> harvey <laughs> yeah, guy then I can't, right, I can't right, what, what, i can't be excited about it
2: what, harvey, what, harvey what, died inside years ago yeah, yeah. he
3: did <laughs> but, tmz
2: but uh yeah and then doc watson died today the great uh, blind uh, folk guitarist yeah, and duck dunn duck dunn bass, oh, he just died in his sleep he was on tour this is how it's going to be from, uh, it's just going to, they're just going to keep coming. Well, that's what
1: I keep looking at Close all the, closer together. all the autographed albums on my wall. I, <laughs> I keep looking at them. I'm like, you know, someday, Ho- hopefully I live to see it, but all these people are going to be done. <laughs> but, um, which uh, I guess is a good springboard into our, our topic today. Yes. Today we're doing I I don't even know if I can say the word, Gary. Say it. I don't know how to say it. Give it a go. Po- is it
2: posthumous? Yeah. It's pronounced pasta duchy. <laughs> oh, that was it's
1: posthumous. And posthumous. today we're going to listen to songs by artists who died but the songs were released after right. they they died. Yeah. That's what we're doing today.
3: Oh, I thought this was going to be songs by that one guy from uh <laughs> <By> Delisol. <laughs> no, that's that's po- posthumous. Oh, okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> that's an, that's another another day we'll do that. <laughs> but uh but like last week's show was 347 and there was so many to pick from. And this uh this time not that many to pick from, but I but I think I picked some good ones. You I think probably I picked
3: did some good ones too. And I, there's a lot of dead people, Pat. There's
1: a lot. Yeah, of but dead yeah. People. There's a lot of dead people, but music that they recorded before they died that was released after. Oh, I wasn't I mean? listening
3: to you. Yeah, like, I, like, I get it now.
1: <laughs> like Michael Jackson's dead, but we mm-hmm. not we can't play Michael Jackson unless there was actually music that came out after he
3: died. Well, there was, but it's pretty much stinks. Okay. And there was a lot of talk of maybe there was a, a sound-alike used on some of those records. you got to figure, Michael Jackson, there's got to be tons of stuff in the vaults that they could... Yeah, but I think it's just little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It's not like fully formed songs, even.
1: Like, for example, when Springsteen dies, there's going to be like... He's t- going to be like yeah. Tupac, because he has so many al- songs that he records, and then just says, nah, it's not
3: good for this album. So. Right, right. Do you think he'll have a thing in his will that says, like, don't touch my stuff? For a certain number of years. Maybe. Because like he's put out plenty. That's one guy plenty, where he doesn't yeah. need... We don't need that. those things to come out, really. Right. I mean, I know some people would, would want to hear it. Well, he,
1: he released a box set that was basically... The whole thing was unreleased stuff. They, they were just songs that he didn't feel fit in with the theme of whatever album he was recording. And it's uh, It's like 70% great. It's like, wow, this is like getting nine albums at one time.
2: An embarrassment of riches.
1: Almost too much music at one time.
2: <laughs> too much. So how, uh, how many discs was that? How many discs? It was. It said? was only four. How many? One, two, three, four. Your own no, fucking joke It was only four. I don't know what you are talking about. He's distancing himself.
1: I actually wanted to put no. Okay, so Gary, uh, I am going to let you start.
2: Okay, uh, this is one that I think symbolizes this uh, whole endeavor uh, from nineteen eighty. Tip, this, these, this band was on uh, the brink of their first American tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were. Uh, it was their uh, second album was about to drop, and um, the lead singer. Depressed, bad marriage, suffered from epilepsy, Uh-oh. and he was having harder and harder time, like controlling, like his his fits. And he would have fits on stage, and uh, it, which would make him more depressed. Anyway, so they uh, finished mm-hmm. recording this, and uh, he hung himself uh, before the uh, before the uh, tour could happen. And it was, and it, and it, it somehow it seemed like it couldn't have uh, ended any other way for this guy because because they, they were just so kind of kind of like a, a, a gloomy group. But this song is. Just a masterpiece. And it is uh, by Joy Division. And it is called Love Will Tear Us Apart. Ian Curtis, uh, it was about this time in 1980, late May, early June. And that song
1: came out after he died.
2: Yeah, it came out in July.
1: Have, in, have you seen the movie, the Anton, uh, um, how do you say his name, Corbin movie called Control?
2: I have not seen that.
1: It's uh, It's about uh, It's about the life of oh, um, Ian Curtis. I
2: gotta say, I saw the 24-hour party people. Which kind of deals with this, uh, kind of more the, the, the scene, but it's yeah, like a no, this is
1: actually about him. Yeah, the guy, a guy oh. plays him. Samantha Morton's in it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool uh, little movie. I actually saw it.
2: I got to see that damn movie. Yeah. Oh, thanks Controlled for the Controlled
1: from 2007.
2: Thanks for the tip, Pat.
1: Um, okay, so uh, when did this guy die? I got to look up what year he died. Oh, he's not dead. No. <laughs> 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 well, he will be. Yeah. Um, this guy died in 2001 at the, wow, I didn't know he was that age, because uh, that's just a year older than I am now. So, people, we got another year of this left. Uh, <laughs> <But> you, <laughs> Joey, did, you Joey
3: smoke your entire life.
1: Joey Ramone uh, died uh, in 2001 uh, at the age of 49. And in 2002, they released um, a posthumous album that he had been working on called Don't Worry About Me. And uh, this song is called Stop Thinking About It. Joey Ramone.
0: Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Dwelling is driving me crazy. Obsessing, don't you know what that's it Yeah, you don't know what you want, but you
1: want it. Now, Gary. Yes. Let me tell you something. Last week, yes. the second posthumous Joey Ramone album came out. That's right. It's called You Know. Yes. And here's a song from that. Let's hear it. Uh, this is a twofer from Dead People. <laughs> this is called Going Nowhere Fast.
0: Hanging out with that sleazy crib. Hey, yo, going nowhere, baby. I'm gonna, going gonna bring you down. You better listen to what I'm saying.
1: Now, you would think after uh, after one posthumous album that there wouldn 't be anything left, but right. there, there are fifteen songs on you know. And it's a great album. That sounded was very good. So excited to get it. It was really, really uh, a nice surprise because I didn't know it was coming out until like the week before that. And I was like, "What? The?
2: Are you kidding me?" I was, so, I was going to say that's a good example of the two kinds of posthumous albums. There's the kinds like, oh, it was either done or it was almost done, right? And then he died, and then we put it out anyway. And then there's like the, well, let's just sweep up whatever's left and, and like cobble it together
1: out. and see what happens. And and it, and it works. Uh, it works on you know. It's a very good album.
2: That's very good. And uh, so who who like put that together? Just, like, uh, his brother. His, oh, okay. uh,
1: and um, who else is uh, Steve Van Zant's on it, Bunny oh, okay. Carlos is on it a lot, a lot of people are uh, great musicians are on. It. Joan Jett's on it.
2: Sounds like it's worth checking out
1: It is, it definitely is, I recommend it
2: This is another guy who kind of has like two posthumous releases like one, one, one from each column, one that was on the way to being done and one that was just kind of like uh, they uh, found some stuff and th- this is from the found some stuff uh, one, it's uh, Elliot Smith such a weird thing about the way he died uh, ruled a suicide but like, uh, literally stabbed himself in the heart, which isn't like, you know, like... you. It's would not the easiest to way pick. to do it. Yeah. And, and, he, and he had been talking to this uh, this uh, engineer about, like, finishing up, like, you know, this album. Yeah, come down next week, you know, so if you make an appointment with somebody, like, obviously, you're, you know, if you have plans for the future. Right. But... Uh, you're like uh, oh you know I'm gonna be dead by then that's not gonna be good we we're gonna you know <laughs> like it wasn't like one of those things but this is from the uh, second one which uh, I it it, t- it took me a while to get into and then you know just out of sadness but then I was thinking like oh there's there's some good tunes on here this is uh, it's called New Moon and uh, the song is called Whatever Folk Song and See, and there's some nice uh, finger picking on here listen to this.
0: All done like you said There's a great,
2: uh, it's called Introduction to Elliot Smith, if you ever want to get into his music, they came out a couple years ago that kind of spans uh, his whole thing.
1: And do you happen to know how old he was when he died? He
2: was, um, he was 30... One ish I think Mo- most of my people I was thinking it was like uh 25 or 26.: Wow, it's crazy. yeah, but uh he was he was he was, a, he was a little bit older, but not too much older I don't think i should uh I should double check on that. Wow but uh, so uh man this
1: sh- this shows was. a bummer This, man. Is, a this big is a bummer bummer
2: <laughs> but uh, it's also a celebration. It is a celebration
1: yeah. and um
3: he was 34.
1: 34, Oh okay. thank you man. thank you so this uh this next person died at uh younger than thirty four. <clears throat> clear my schmookus <laughs> that's good broadcasting um, this is uh, wh- I just I just say one one her first name and you know who it is Janice oh sure yeah. and um, she died in October of 70 uh, and then in January 71 uh, the album Pearl was released that included her only number one hit and this is it me and Babe McGee freedom
0: is just another word for nothing left to lose was good enough for me, good enough for me and my uh,
1: And another thing people may not know about Janice Joplin died of natural causes. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Here, I wish there was a meter that I could find out. You know, she's 27. Yeah. I've lived 21 years longer than her. Right. But- have I lived more life in my forty-eight than she did in her twenty-seven?
2: Interesting. She could, packed it in.
1: Could we meter it up? I mean, how would you measure that?
2: That's for sure. It's the artistic mm. temperament, you know. She suffered and she got it out there. It's uh, that's a particularly sad one because like that was such like a that was like a big leap forward for her. that. Yeah, was just, Pearl. Like, that was just, the
1: album Pearl. I know. It's
2: she kind of cut loose those Big Brother guys and was like kind of mm-hmm. and uh, just yeah, really great. And um, two two movies that they always talk about being in. Uh, Pre-production hell is the right. Janis Joplin I uh, know. biopic, but it seems like it's on again with her whose name shall not be spoken. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Z.D. Z.D. Oh, she's adorable. <laughs> no, but could you imagine anything worse? Than <laughs> wow. that? Yeah, I mean, I
1: remember it, it, for too a while it flat, was. I remember way back it was. Uh, what was the actress? Lily Taylor. Lily, right. Yeah. Lily oh. Tyler. It was her, and then it was. Yeah. Then it was going to be Pink. Right. It was going to be Melissa Etheridge at one time, and I think she's too old. She was too old at the time right. to play her. So So um, yeah, it's just. uh
3: pink that would be good does it have to be someone who i mean no one can sing like janice like, so fucking don't worry about the singing part of it just get someone who can like, yeah
2: i mean yeah i don't or know get, get jamie fox he's good
3: <laughs> yeah he can do anything
2: any <laughs> but uh the other the other movie like that confederacy of dunsons that's, yeah, what that's, sounds that's like, on, it's on again. and they're, that's yeah. on again yeah terry gilliam and uh zach yeah. Finac, oh is probably? it gilliam who's going to direct yeah, it now yeah how about that you, oh, no. gee, that'd be good uh, so, uh, now as music guys, I think we agree that like, what makes you so sad is because like to us, rock stardom is like the highest point attainable for a human being. You yes. know what I mean? It seems like the best kind of life you could ever possibly have.
1: Actors want to be rock stars. Yes.
2: So to Sports like,
1: figures want to be rock stars.
2: To have like missed out on that seems like extra double sad. Yeah. And, and this is a, this is a case like that. Cause this is a guy who had a hard life, paid his dues, great artist, and just missed it by that much. Um, his name is uh, Brad Noel, and he was Don't know uh, who this is leader of this group called Sublime. That I think you know.
1: Uh, okay, I know. Couple
2: Sublime. couple of like you know, independent albums build a great fan base. They were just like <clears throat> they they like they had this interesting sound, kind of like this you know, ska rock thing. But it was like it was like this window into this world that we this seedy world that we didn't really know. Hmm. With like some real like so much detail that like this guy lives this shit this isn't just someone like sometimes with like gangster rappers i'm like you just saw that and scarface or something <laughs> you know but this guy lived it and uh the their third album their breakthrough album was supposed to be called killing it but uh <laughs> but they changed oh, boy. the name of yes. it because uh he, he died like about a month before it came out and it was huge it sold like six million copies or something like that but um we're gonna hear a song called wrong way Rock solid from right. Sublime. When
0: 12 years old, and she be a war. Nobody ever told her it's the wrong way. Don't be afraid with the quickness you can live. For your family, get paid, it's the wrong way. I give her all that I have to give I'm gonna make it hard to live. Soggy tears running down to her chin, and it ruins of her makeup. Drunk as that he needed money, so he put her on the street. Everything was going fine until the day she met me. Happy guy, you sad? Wanna shoot your dad? I'll do anything I can. The wrong way. Could talk all night, tried to make it right. Believe me, shit was tight. It was the wrong way.
2: So <laughs> that's just a that's such a fascinating song because it's like. uh it's this tension between like he, w- he wants to rescue this teen prostitute at this, but at the same time he's like really attracted <laughs> to her, and uh, he just can't figure it out.
3: Like, yeah, the, her, the heroic moment of the song is when he takes her to the bathroom and exactly. her. <laughs> like, I know what? this wow. is wrong.
2: But <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in that for now. <laughs>
3: Just, yeah. If you live in L.A., if you've lived in I've lived in L.A. since 1996, which is I think it was when the song came yeah. out. I remember it vividly because K-Rock played it around the clock. Uh, the In the like couple of months leading up to his death, they were on it. And they haven't let go of it ever <laughs> since then. I, I swear to God, if you turn on K-Rock mm. it, in the last 16 or whatever, whatever how many years it's been. It's be played today. It's play every, they play this song, they play every song from that album. It's unbelievable. Do they sing
2: That's What I Got? What I one? Got? Yeah. 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 And, uh, Santeria or wow. diarrhea as a weird album.
3: And then Kevin Smith kind of broke them in a weird way. Like he put that that one song on a soundtrack, I really? think, before before this album. It was on, I think it was the Mallrats soundtrack. Um, oh. What What the fuck is that song? It's something about pot. It's like some pothead song. I think you're song. maybe right. Yeah, but anyway. Huh. Um, I, yeah, it's a love-hate thing, because I thought they were brilliant when I first heard them, but i they it got really so got overplayed that yeah. I can't fucking handle it for anymore. For sure, wow. for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, they had to go and die. You could have put out yep. a new record, but new, no. But new. No. Hey, uh, we
1: talking about biopics. This is another guy where the biopic uh, wheel is always spinning around, and it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's the big O, Roy Orbison. Oh. And uh, you know what? I did not- say Oscar uh, Robinson? Uh, not, not Oscar Robinson. <laughs> Roy Orbison. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, wait, the what other I, big O. A, 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 the big uh, this <laughs> orgasm. Um, and this is, uh, I didn't do my, you know what? I didn't do my research enough because I think I just, uh, I didn't know that his big album uh, with You Got It- Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that that was released after he died.
2: That's, hmm. yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, and that's why I, I just thought, oh, yeah, that was. And then, so I took a song off the other posthumous album. But anyway, oh. uh, he was nominated for Best Pop Mail Vocal posthumously for wow. You Got It and doesn't win. <laughs> that's, a, that's insane. That's a bite in the ass. Do you remember what won that year? I, I don't. All yeah. I know is he didn't win. And th- now, this is weird, too, because I'm looking. Um, how old do you think Roy Orbison was when he died? Uh, I would have said eh, it's in his sixties. Yeah,
2: yeah, I would have thought. It probably looked like some rough 70. miles on there.
1: Fifty-two. That's it. Wow. Fifty-two. Oh my God. <laughs> he looked like hell. I know. It's
3: crazy. Well, maybe it's because he was wearing my grandfather's glasses <laughs> <laughs> his whole life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I,
1: it's uh, it's just crazy. But um, so I took a song because I I thought he only had one posthumous album. So I took a song off of uh, King of Hearts, which was released in. Nineteen ninety four years after his uh, death. And this is a song called I Drove All Night.
2: Oh, yeah, that's great.
0: I had to escape. The city was sticky and cruel. Maybe I should have called you first, but I was dying to get to you.
1: Uh, yeah, the album I was – the other posthumous release, the big one, was, uh, was uh, Mystery Girl. Mystery Girl. Yeah, that was a great album.
2: That Drove All Night had a creepy video, as I recall. Had like- yeah,
1: it was like him on like a rotoscope
3: uh, TV yeah. and – and
2: uh, Then there was some, cr- some breaking and entering going on, I think,
3: with yeah. – the- yeah, Nick Stahl or somebody like that and that was a that was a Cyndi Lauper song
1: uh, yeah Cyndi Lauper recorded that first but I don't think she wrote that I think mm, um, no, I think my, I think Kelly my sources and, say that Kelly Steinberg mm,
3: yes yeah <laughs> didn't Celine
2: Dion have hit or something and
3: she uh, she covered it too in okay. 2003
1: and, and John Waite also has covered it, it, it it's, it's like one of those uh, hey we need
2: another song everybody takes a turn it's, it's like yeah. it's like that girl in the <laughs> <laughs> oh that poor girl
3: <laughs> oh that poor girl in the lonely. Sol- <laughs>
2: Uh, let's talk about, um, the guy who, uh, who's, who's kind of like the, uh, the king of, uh, posthumous releases probably, uh, Tupac. Oh, I named him uh, I yeah. name-checked him. No I'm sorry. That's okay. No one, no, no one's had more probably than him. Just like, uh, uh, he's like, like the the who have had like way more greatest hits albums and like, yeah. actual albums but i think he might have more posthumous releases now wow. than
3: actual releases. That's i'm not definitely che- possible I, I think you're right yeah check that out but uh this this is probably one of he the also is the, maybe the only guy who's ever had a hologram of himself performing <laughs> live <laughs> so far
1: when are we gonna have him on the show
2: <laughs> he's, gonna, He'll
3: he's be gotta here.
1: come on the show His hologram's
2: yeah. gonna be on. well you heard uh, queen's gonna do that right with uh with Freddie? yeah at that uh that uh huh. with, wow with the there's some musical. We will rock you. I think it's called. They have a jukebox musical, and they're gonna like it's coming up on its tenth anniversary, and they're gonna do it. Seems a little distasteful. I, I, yeah. yeah.
1: A, I mean, I would rather have them just have Adam Lambert come and sing and pay tribute. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. and pay tribute to yeah, Freddie exactly. than to have you know a Freddie. Anything
2: if, to hear out. Well, Lambert. at this point,
1: they need to have a holograph of uh, <laughs> of um, of John Deacon too, because he doesn't want to uh-huh. play with them anymore. No, oh, he's really? alive. Uh-huh. He just doesn't want to play with them anymore.
2: Maybe they get uh, Bill Ward. Are, <laughs> to to, to drum? Yeah, I don't know. it's mean, just a whole holograph
1: I, I, concert of yeah, Queen? It's oh, a, wait, that's what DVDs are for. Okay, I can just watch a DVD watch of their
3: shows. The it's, uh, first of all, it's a hologram, not a holograph. Holograph would be... Wait the, a minute. That would be the machine that plays the holograms, I think. But I was, What's a uh, dictaphone? <laughs> I feel like it only kind of worked with Tupac because he was already sort of a video game character in life. So, like, when they CGI created him on stage, it was like, yeah, this, this feels right. This seems about right. I but, always uh, pick Tupac. Two- pack when mortal Kombat, oh <laughs> it's almost like
1: when you, when you saw <laughs> that hologram you go wait this is a character from grand theft auto one <laughs> basically
3: yeah i mean uh, they they not far off the uh, like grand theft auto um San Andreas is kind of like based on Tupac's life but um, but yeah Freddie like that doesn't yeah, I don't want to see CG yeah. Freddie
1: and right now they do not have a holographic machine big enough to do a, a biggie Smalls like holographic so <laughs> they're, working they're, working they're, working they're working on it they're working on
3: it that's going to be like the death star like they need to like <laughs> the <laughs> death
1: star so, th- so we're going to hear some oh, Tupac oh yeah
2: yeah check this out this is uh, one of the bigger you, ones you,
1: you must have had like uh, thousands of songs was, to
2: choose from thousands to choose from but I picked this one because I thought you might enjoy the uh, sample it's based on it that, oh okay uh, cool yeah,
3: if too. you if if you haven't heard this, you will get a kick out of this. Alright. <laughs> yeah. They like took the original and were like, can we make that piano sound less like a, a real instrument? Is <laughs> yeah. that Bruce Horn's beat yeah. in the range? In yeah. I'm not going ask myself.
0: It's like first living should I blast myself. I'm proud to be a and even work some black, my stomach perched on, so looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a heat, bro. Get it back to the kids who the hell can One less hungry mouth on no the welfare. Birdship them don't let them deal with brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch watch 'em kill each other. It's time the fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark now, Huey's dead. I got love for my brother. But we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We gotta start making changes. Learn to see me as a brother, instead of two distant strangers. And that's how I'm supposed to be. I can't devil take a brother if he's close to me, uh. I let it go back to when we played as kids, That's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Just the way it is, Pat.
1: How, how much how much music did he lay down at one time?
3: <laughs> he well, fucking recorded shit from prison, like on a phone, I think. <laughs> that's like That's crazy. crazy he was. And he yeah. toured with Bruce Hornsby in the range once, right? Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good
1: double bill. Yeah. <laughs> get a lot of you get a race riot starts in that show. Good <laughs> you imagine? That's ridiculous. Anyway, so, uh, pouring
2: some out of the uh, big gulp here.
1: Well, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, right in from. Uh, I'm going to go another a brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a song by Thin Lizzy. Um, okay. Oh yeah, Phil. Uh, I don't know if it's Leno or Linot or Linnott. How's it Linot. Linnott. Phil Lynott, Um Died in 1986, and then in 1991 they released a a single disc greatest hits, and the original drummer and uh, guitarist went back in and uh, finished this song called Dedication. This is Thin Lizzy.
0: Dedicated to the millions that are starving from hunger and dedication, dedication, dedication.
1: I and um, he dedicated I, it to himself. How I know, you know that was gonna happen. I have, a, and I have a feeling there must not be any, any stuff from him anywhere because nothing's ever come out but this one song. That's true. So, he must be like cuz I have I've seen uh I've seen Billy Joel interviewed many times and people go, "Hey, when are we going to get some unreleased?" stuff? he goes, "I would write 10 songs and we would record 10 songs, maybe <laughs> 11." He said there's nothing. You've got it all. Wow. So maybe that's how it was with uh Phil and Not and, uh, and Thin Lizzy. That what well, that's it. And, and and that's good too. But um
2: that's weird how that yeah. how that works. Yeah. I think I'm definitely from that school. I think I'm from the Billy Joel school. Yeah, <laughs> just,
0: just, here's what I wrote. You've Let's do it. it. We're done.
3: All right, your turn. Go. I, ahead. I have a Tupac update. Oh yes. S- oh, was he on tour? <laughs> is this is tour dates. <laughs> Tupac has been shot. Oh, uh, damn no, it. he recorded six studio albums, uh, released six studio albums while living, and eight have been released in since his death.
1: Nice. Well, look, if, if, if that song that you played. If you like that kind of music, that sounded pretty good. So if it was That's of that of ilk. Ones
3: he's he's made so much bad music even when he was alive he made a lot of bad music he wow. was not a consistent artist but that that's one of the good ones
1: everyone has a, a clunker in their can and that might that might be a show sometime we'll do clunker in the can clunkers
2: in the canon. clunkers that's in right. the can we'll <laughs> you know play
1: I mean? we'll play a uh, song by groups we like uh-huh. but we don't like this song yeah it's a good idea All right okay. clunkers in the can
2: and that's like uh and and i think yeah he got he got signed kind of beatified or sanctified or whatever, yeah, from his death. Like, almost Mm -hmm. like, like you know, people excused all the... All the missteps he might have made artistically before then, so it's like it almost comes like a death is like a, a career move, in a right? Way. Yeah, where it's just like and it did
3: feel like it for him because he it seemed like he was trying to get killed. So like I think he might have even been a, I'm not even joking I think he might have been a little suicidal because like wow. he kept putting himself in situations like he got shot a lot before he died, <laughs> and it was like what the fuck is going on, dude? Like yep. what you you must realize if you want to live, you need to do something <laughs> differently. But he just couldn't avoid the bullets. I don't know what he,
1: was going he, on. He even he, when he was. Alive, he auditioned to be on Fear Factor like ten times. <laughs>
3: like, yeah, the guy really just he had a death wish. <laughs> Come on, man, I want to be. Honest. He ran some black ops. Uh, CIA <laughs> things it was crazy. really crazy. weird. Like he would eat under- and still shirtless. That's the weird part. He would like do these crazy. missions without a shirt on.
1: Actually, his last tattoo he got was was of a bullseye right on his heart. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, this suspicious.
2: Uh, this seafood buffet's been out all day in the sun. I'm gonna throw it away. Yo, yo, man, let <laughs> <laughs> me get some of that shrimp. <laughs> 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 Two pack,
1: Sure. Are you sure? Sure, I want it. Uh, uh, death
2: wish. <laughs> Uh, this is a guy who's kind of like kind mm-hmm. of falls in that category. He's kind of like 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 being dead is one of the things he's famous for because mm-hmm. he had he only had a small output. And uh, this is from his uh, second posthumous release called uh, "Grievous Angel." Uh, it's uh, Graham Parsons ah, yes. uh, doing uh, "Love Hurts" with Emmylou Harris.
1: This is another song that gets covered a ton.
2: A ton. Why is it so quiet? Mm.
3: These people are dead. Is it going to get louder?
2: I I hear dead people.
3: Watch your cans because it's. Go. Here we go. Love scars. Love.
2: Do you know who had the original of that? Um I'm not sure. 1960 uh, written by the great Budlow Bryant for the uh, Everly Brothers. You know, oh wow, uh, yeah, okay, okay that makes sense. Everly Brothers hits, but uh, was, that's nice. Huh? Was yeah,
3: his nice. was he, he, he overdosed, he and Joshua Tree was that? That's that the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah, there's there's like a little like fan monument kind of like Jim Morrison's yeah. thing out there mm-hmm. to them that you could uh, visit. Cool. And uh yeah, he was uh I think I think you like you uh, people give him a lot of credit for potential like yeah, uh, you yeah. know like what it, what it might have been you know but you know obviously he has he has some, some good stuff
3: Flying Burrito Brothers is that Sure that's yeah, him. like one of my father-in-law's favorite oh, really? uh, groups yeah, he's oh, nice. he's always uh Oh, man. Waxing on him. Well, now oh, like now cool
1: you can uh, actually bond with him for a chance.
3: <laughs> you go, hey, we talked Hello, about Phil. that. Phil. What's his name? What's, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry.
2: Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, you brought up Jim Morrison, so I'm going to play uh, the only posthumous song to come out um, in 40 years. It was uh, it was just released last year on the LA woman 40th anniversary edition of that album it's called she smells so Sw- nice and it uh, has a very it sounds like a demo but uh, here it is she smells so nice now you want It's, uh, it's one of those songs that they literally didn't remember and didn't know that existed, but when they pulled out all the, all the original masters to re-release this album, they were like, what is this? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. So they it was threw it on there for fun.
2: Originally supposed to be uh, uh, for a commercial for de Tay after bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we forgot we did that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Almost that, sold out.
3: The weird thing about that is that could literally be anybody singing that. That doesn't even sound like Jim <laughs> that Morrison. That kind of sounds like Jim Morrison. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or, or is it Val Kilmer? Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I'm getting at. I feel like that was actually recorded for the film.
1: But he, uh, how old would he be now? He's born in '43, so let's do the math. Oh, he's my mom's age. So that, how old your mom? Sixty-nine. My 69. brother. he He'd be uh, looking your mom up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. Go, Jer- <laughs> Jer- go ahead, Jerry go ahead, Jerry. Jerry, Lucy.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, as uh, Matt's brother-in-law, I think it is. I mean, father-in-law. Mm-hmm. I think it is uh, incumbent on me to uh, mention the Minutemen. Because uh, I, I know I know they have a lot of fans on our on our boards. Uh, this album, I, I think it came out the same week that he died, and I think he might have died technically after,
3: like you know. But it, but it was just it was right around. Sorry, Gary, can't play it. Can't play it. Sorry. <laughs> Move on. Sorry, <laughs> you've been eliminated from the race. <laughs>
2: it was so close. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh no, you mean the Minutemen have a new album? No, I mean Dee Boone died. He was uh, they were they were wow. touring. They're constantly touring in their van, and it was like uh, touring killed him. Torian and killed him, like, yeah, it was an accident and, and he died. And uh, they, uh, there's, there's, uh, he, had, he had a song in there about not being uh, afraid to die, strangely enough. But I thought that instead I would uh, we would hear something from uh, the album Three Way Tie for Last, which is a great uh, title. Uh, this is their cover of uh, Cream's Clearwater. Thought you might enjoy this. Okay,
1: great. Oh, I like that drum sound.
0: Someone told me long ago. There's a calm before the storm I know It's been coming for some time When it's over, so they say It'll rain a sunny day I know
2: Kinda nice, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, uh, huge output, and uh, you know, a lot of it kind of sloppy, hit and miss. But uh, just making up their own thing. Just, just like amazing, amazing group. Yeah, yeah, that sounded good. Miniman, Mike Watt on bass there. Mike Watt, who also played bass on "Since You've Been Gone." Have we talked about that about since my about my great uh, karaoke adventure last week? Are you talking "Since You've Been Gone" by Rainbow? No, no, the Kelly oh, okay. Clarkson one. <laughs> <laughs> <win. laughs> <laughs> since you've <I'm laughs> been gone.
1: <laughs> Anyway. Uh this is uh okay, next person on my list. This is another twenty-seven is the age. Yeah. Uh Janice, yeah. uh Jimi Hendrix, Sure Jim Morrison, Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Kurt, yeah. and this next artist. And Jesus Christ. Uh, really? I think.
2: No, he was thirty-three. Brian. I didn't oh, like I did not like his music. <laughs> he was good. I like it. Plus one early time I
1: saw goes. I saw him performing in the back of the te- of a temple and he upset some carts and caused a big scene. <laughs> really the running. show ended early um brian jones from and, and uh was That's
3: the <laughs> jesus christ brian jones yeah,
1: and uh <laughs> with and, and amy winehouse right right so this is uh you know what i don't i don't know if amy i don't know if amy winehouse and we'll never know if she if she was really talented or was she was it a one-trick pony or what but oh, this was
3: awesome anyway go ahead I know, she, but was, yeah. she was talented but yeah. like i guess you know what i mean I what but saying. you'll never yeah. know if, what what, what was the potential exactly. what would exactly. the output be because yeah.
1: But, uh, but anyway, I found, uh, I found this. This came off a uh, 2011 release called Lioness Hidden Treasures. And this is her version of uh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? And, and this sounds fantastic. That's-
2: Well, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> Some of the least surprising news ever, huh, when you heard that. Uh, <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's uh,
1: just, I don't know what, Just like, what do you do if someone like that is in your life?
2: Life You know, if you're away, a yes.
1: parent, if you're a brother, a sister, a co- cousin, what do you do?
2: It's, it's uh, there's nothing you can do. It's just the way it goes. You know, that thing's, yeah, That's
1: rough.
3: Yeah, uh, it's,
2: uh, it's so sad. It's so sad. And, uh... Uh this one is, uh Maya last one I want to talk about uh I got two more than Another guy who's kind of about potential mm-hmm. more but uh but also a, a a great small output uh Jeff Buckley who um Oh yeah. he was he was getting ready for his uh his his second album I I'm well it was his third album I guess it but uh, uh uh it was going to be called uh My Sweetheart the Drunk Speaking of Amy Whitehouse. And uh, he was he was working on some demos with uh, Tom Verlaine from uh, television oh, cool. in New York. And like, ah, this isn't working out for me. Oh, you know where you should go? Uh, there's this great studio in Memphis. So he goes to Memphis, falls in love with this place, rents this house. Like, this is where I was meant to be. This is where I'm going to make my great album. Look at this house. It's like, it's right on the river. I'm going for a swim. and oh, no. uh, And that was it. So I blame Tom Verlaine is the point. Like, if he would have. <laughs> so he just um, drowned. He drowned. He drowned, yeah.
1: You don't there swim was, in the river by yourself. Yeah.
2: I think he was wearing jeans, too, and it kind of like pulled him down. Wow. Oh jeez. Let's slip them off. Yeah, because uh,
3: so that was that was. Uh, yeah, you think you think you slip them off, Pat? You think yeah? You think that's that was <laughs> Look, the if you would
1: wear them like the kids wear them today, they'd slide right down.
3: Be fine. It's like like twenty years later. You're like
2: hey hey, slip them off, slip
1: them off. Hey, you're gonna drown. Slip them off.
2: <laughs> and that was uh, that was 15 years ago today as we record this. Oh Crazy wow. Enough, yeah. But um, so uh, they eventually put out an album called Sketches for My Sweetheart the Drunk, and um, this is a song called Vancouver. See if you like this music mm-hmm. That is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Is He's, that him on guitar? Uh,
2: yeah, and then it's like some weird electric saw sort of thing going on I in there. I like that. It's very weird. He's another guy who just kind of made up his own song structures, but it's still very like familiar sounding. What
1: somehow. we have, what we found out so far from this show, Gary, is yeah. uh you and I can't even agree on the same dead artists. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> we have not had one crossover of dead people. That's That's true. crazy. That's crazy. Uh, well, this guy wasn't... Uh, this guy didn't die. This guy was uh, tragically murdered. Ooh. And this guy... Is John F. Kennedy? Oh, man. <laughs> no, this guy is. Uh, Open
2: the dead Kennedys. This,
1: uh, <laughs> this is John. This is John Lennon, and this was the uh, posthumous release that was released um, about uh, I think three or four years after um, Double Fantasy. This is called Milk and Honey. Yeah. Again, uh, I can only endorse half of this album, <laughs> as half of it is also Yoko Ono material. <laughs> but I do very much enjoy this song. Nobody Told Me, and it actually has some good John Lennon songs on it. Here we go.
2: I like when he says. Most peculiar, Mom. Yes,
1: that might I hope I think I might have that in this clip.
0: The good. in So finish
1: So what I recommend people do yes. is grab <laughs>
2: take double, double fantasy. fantasy
1: and milk and honey <laughs> uh-huh. and you put it together with something that I like to call double honey. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the John Lennon songs, and that deserves to win Grammy for album of the
2: year. Well, Yoko. I think you should make my album, Milky Fantasy. <laughs> Milky Fantasy? <laughs> where <laughs> you take all the Yoko songs.
1: Well, you know what? Whenever I go to Starbucks <laughs> yeah. and they say how do I want my uh, my Joe, I say double cream. I mean, double milk, boy. <laughs> Edit that out. That was a clunk, rusku, <laughs> as Pardo would say. But uh, <laughs> so you don't have any more.
2: Um, I could, I could play some more, but I just want to say, like, man, how much do we miss his voice in like this crazy world? We're yeah, he would be so funny nowadays. Yep. I just love of to all, see
3: him. yeah, of all the people. <laughs> like, that's the one that I most um, would love to know what he would have done. You know, like because uh, like, he was so like did so many interesting things in his career. Yep. what would he be doing? in 2012 like what would he have done in 1995 you know what i mean like what would he sat what if what the music wouldn't have sounded like anything he'd done before
2: no no he you know he would have gotten into sampling he'd probably be yeah yeah, with Skrillex right now or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Like that. He'd be yeah, he'd be DJing at some rave. Div- <laughs> Divorced like, oh, from that <laughs> shrill <laughs>
1: broad, hopefully. Uh, here comes
3: Lennon. Shacked up with a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be great. You know what? Uh, so, let me ask you, do yeah. you, where were you when you heard John Lennon die?
2: Uh, I was watching the Monday Night Football game. I was upstairs and uh just I, I think I was drawing pictures and kind of listening and Howard Cosell broke the news. How about you?
1: Uh I was uh My brother and I were both. We we were. uh, He was home from college, and I. We were sharing a double bed, and he was asleep, and I was just about to fall asleep watching whatever. I think the the Three Stooges might have been on some uh, New York station, Uh and they broke through.
3: Oh wow! What about you? I it was too young to even know what, what was going on. Oh, yeah,
1: I just found out.
3: About I was, yeah. I just, i uh, not aware of what you speaking of, of right now. No, yeah. I was uh, six or something, so I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Who yeah, he was. yeah, yeah you like the too- first thing I remember, the big thing like that, that I remember was like a little, not, maybe a year later or so, or two years when when Reagan, Reagan got shot oh, yeah, that yeah. I remember because, yeah. like, I was home. That guy TV. makes it. That guy makes it through, yeah. <laughs> that guy exactly. makes it. John
1: Lennon,
2: done. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what's a weird fact about Mark David Chapman that I just recently learned and is disturbing in light of recent events uh, of our show? Uh, not Everybody knows he was carrying his uh, Catcher in the Rye mm-hmm. yeah. book with him. You know what else he had with him? What? Eight-track tape of Runt. By Todd oh, Rundgren. no. He, he worshiped Todd Runger. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that creepy? Todd dodged a bullet. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, wow. If bro. he would have cut Todd down then, that would have been, well, we would have missed out on a lot, but. We would have,
3: uh, but honestly. Yeah, not as much, yeah. No. <laughs> Who among us would choose
2: <laughs> exactly. Todd Runger? I think Todd himself would have jumped on that sword, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, you know, uh, speaking of like, where were you when you heard, uh, I, I remember um, I was uh, on this next guy. I was, uh, I just found one more. Um, okay. I, yeah. I was, uh, uh, you know working at, at powell 's books in Portland, the greatest bookstore, living my you know extended teenage life, you know just partying and you know working at the bookstore and goofing around but uh, that's when i when I applied for the um for the uh you know to become a, a mailman yeah. so the day that I found out. Uh, that I had gotten the job at the post office, and my, you know, I was about to leave this teen world into the adult world. It was uh, April eighth, nineteen ninety four, when uh, the day that uh, Kurt Cobain died. Oh, jeez. So it, was, it just seemed it seemed like it was like a, you know, like a, like a movie or something. Like if it was in a movie, you'd be like, oh, how, how, you know, how symbolic is this? <laughs> but uh, anyway, this is from that um, MTV Unplugged concert. The, yeah, because
1: this came out after he was dead. Yeah,
2: this version of uh, recorded <laughs> while he was still alive. I should point that out. Right. <laughs> All I, w- these I would hope so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All these were. But this is their version of uh, Dave Bowie, Man Who Sold the World.
3: And. Um, on Rock yeah, Song. like this. By the way, they recently popped up the rehearsal from this. Oh. Have you seen that? Check out on YouTube. Oh. You see them rehearsing this song. Oh, neat. It's really cool. Well, I'm going to check that out. He's fucking around trying to get it, right? It's really cool. <laughs>
0: Oh, awesome.
2: Check out that rehearsal. It's great, because, um, it sounds great. Doesn't it sound cool. It, yeah. I, yeah, it was. It was a good choice. And uh, but my friend Rich pointed it out to me, and it's the only thing I can hear when I hear this song now is that he starts the solo like on the wrong note. And and, and, he, and he kind of like you know kind of you know, goes up to yeah that's to like right. that's rock and roll man that's rock and roll man so I wonder if he does that in that rehearsal I guess
3: they don't know. get that far I don't think in, uh, into it I think brr. it's just they're working on the beginning oh I see
2: like yeah I'll figure it out what am I gonna do yeah. ball, the solo <laughs> I got that part done <laughs> <guys. laughs> but uh, uh, do you remember where uh, you guys were when you heard that uh,
1: I think I was uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I was. Um, on tour on uh, doing a college tour with John Heffron and Rusty McGarry nice we were driving who knows we were somewhere in the United States and we heard it on the radio and we were like oh man oh man yeah
3: but I, I probably said you fucking drug addict <laughs> <laughs> I was in college I was at yeah. Emerson College and, but uh,
2: and, uh, was there any candlelight vigils involved Did you yeah
3: know? I wasn't I, you know I wasn't like the biggest uh-huh. Nirvana fans so I was like more you know into hip hop and stuff
2: and, it's like you respect it
3: Without, yeah, but I but I wasn't like it, all I, it didn't like right. rock my world that he was dead. I was just like oh wow, yeah. and I probably honestly I was probably all like Pat because yeah. I was you know straight edge and very militant at, and like <laughs> probably like right. that's what you get. Dramatic. When
1: are you going to learn? Uh, but uh, but it's
3: and, sad because you know he he attempted suicide before that, and I feel like that concert really was kind of like a suicide note in the in the selections. Yeah. It's yeah. creepy to listen to it, although it's a really amazing show. But very
1: and uh, e- e- even before I was long before I was a parent. I, I, I still knew that. Wow, that's you have a child and you do that. That's really really sad. Yeah,
2: yeah we can so, never know Francis just, Bean. The pain, the pain. I know. Yeah. Well,
1: well, um, so I'm going to close it out. Close it out. With, this uh, year. And I'm glad that I said I had an extra song because I'm glad you got to play that. Oh, because good. That that needed to be played.
2: I think you're right. Thank you.
1: Um, this this was the first uh, this was the first rock singer that died. That where I was like, man, because this was my. This was this was one of, this is one of my favorite bands. Fleagle so, from the
2: Banana Splits. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs>
1: oh, no. Uh, no. So uh, Freddie Mercury died, oh. died of fleas. Fleagle on a rare rock. case. <laughs> oh, sorry, bad. I'm trying to talk about Freddie. Sorry. So yeah. So uh, light
3: in the mood. This is a very somber I know, show. I know.
1: I well, know. Let me say something. I don't. Are you afraid to die? I'm not afraid to die. I just don't
3: want to. Yeah, die. and I agree with you. But, you know, we're young still. Like, I think when you're older and it's closer, you're probably, that's when you start to get scared. It's
1: so funny when you say that we're young because Freddie, he, all these, so many of these people yeah. die. But, well, uh, you
3: can't account for disease and stuff. Well, <laughs> no, that's true. You know, it, like it, normal, I mean, not normal, but because you know, a lot of people die of cancer and yes. AIDS and whatever else. But, If you can make it through the shit. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then it's like, I feel like if you get to your 70s and your 80s, then that's when you start waking up at five going, "Uh, did it happen? And
1: I do do like that my parents are in their mid-70s and still uh, healthy.
3: Yeah. yeah, So that's
1: always nice. And partying. Oh, oh, you know it. Yeah, But uh, (laughs) Freddie died in 91, age 45. and I I just remember (laughs) hearing it on the radio because he... uh, I know I know so much about Queen, but he told the band, I'm telling you guys, and we're not telling anyone. We're just going to continue to record and work and do as much music as I can while I'm alive. That's what I want to do. That's what will make me happy. So that's why whenever in the media they'd go, is Freddie sick? They'd go, no, Freddie's fine, because he told oh, them, that's what I want you to do. I don't want you to tell anyone. Wow. And they all admit to that afterwards. They go, we, that's what we did. So. But uh, in 95, uh, Queen released an album, Uh, all three original members cobbled together everything that Freddie had recorded up until his death uh, and released an album called Made in Heaven. And uh, when you hear this song, all the song titles on this album are like really cryptic, but this is called Too Much Love Will Kill You. And to think about just singing these lyrics while you're basically, you're on your deathbed. He would come in, record for... Twenty minutes, forty five minutes, and then and then that would be it for the day. But this is uh this is Queen and uh Freddie Mercury R.I.P. Oh I
0: feel like no one ever told the truth to me about growing up and what a struggle it would be in my tangles tail. I've been looking back to find where I went draw
2: i
1: know he still sounded so yeah. good so strong and yet not
2: i think that's gotta help you as an artist like he was of like you know this is uh you know i'm uh, doing a little le- legacy building here yeah so i'm just gonna leave it all on the uh, studio floor yeah that might have kept him going for uh yeah.
1: for a while longer also i just uh, i just got it in the mail today the day we're recording uh, a great book from amazon.com it's uh it's a book of all the queen lyrics bound together uh, it 's got pictures i 've never seen before artwork i 've never seen wow. before and it 's uh i don 't know how they can sell this thing it 's like it 's like twenty one bucks what it's it 's amazing it's amazing piece of uh, piece of stuff to hold in your hand there 's lyrics leader. So, uh, man.
2: well, this was, uh, this a was bummer. Po- a bummer, a <laughs>
1: bummer. Do, do me if, if I don't make it Yeah. for the next record, I want you to cobble together a show <laughs> <laughs> with of
3: all, with, all the like 30 seconds before we start. <laughs> we'll just, just put little, that we'll little, show little, show little
1: that, things that I said,
2: yeah. uh, Frank and bite wood, them man. together and make it. I
3: don't like, I'm I'm kind of superstitious. Make
2: a sense. Knocking on wood. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, we I had to be done. We I had do, to
3: honor these people. I have a play out, uh, oh, good. which I didn't think of until Pat was talking about Freddie Mercury. Um, this is, uh, a, a guy that I didn't really care about or know anything about. Um, but my friend, um, engineered and, and produced this album for Warren Zevon called oh. the, the wind. Oh yeah. Didn't and, think um, of Warren. And uh, it's it's gut wrenching to listen oh, to this I know because it's, it's the same thing. He had yeah. cancer and he was recording while he was, you know, losing this battle. And this
2: was like a master class. Like he did his victory lap. Like yeah.
1: and this album I can almost not listen to yeah. because of the yeah. circumstances. I get, I get
3: choked up. This is the I'm gonna play the last track uh, from that song and it's it's really it's emotional and I didn't didn't know him or anything but and and like I said, wasn't a fan.
1: He used to but, work out at the gym, Beverly Hills Health and Fitness on Beverly when I would go there. He'd be in there on the treadmill. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, so anyway, this is uh, Warren Zivon. It's called uh, Keep Me In Your Heart. Oh, I on rock solid.
2: Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. If I leave you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. In the morning, and you see that crazy sun. Keep me in your heart for a while. There's a train leaving nightly called when all is said and done. Keep me in your heart for a while. Shine.